pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, liberty and justice for all. Good morning. Happy New Year. Welcome to the first episode of 2024. You know, we decided to do things differently for Season 3 by focusing more on information that benefits you versus topics about things we really can't change. Sign up for our weekly emails never miss a new episode. I'm your host, Chris Williams, and my brother Patrick Williams is my co-host, and we are the Constitution Commando. Yeah, you say you want to change the uh, direction of conversation. Yeah. And yeah, I'm going yeah, I'm, I'm just going to mm-hmm. kind of explain the direction we're going to start heading in this way, but also is more likely to encounter some engagement from the listeners and also asking for anyone with more experience. If you see anything flawed or errored in what we say, then please chime in, correct us where need be. Uh, I am a veteran of the 82nd Airborne, and I moved with a second of 325 Scouts, so I have a fair amount of knowledge about what we're going to be talking about, which the newer format, uh, let me explain the reasoning of that. It's going to be more for preparedness, but the newer format is going to be because, one, talking political and geopolitical all the time, I honestly feel like we're just talking to an echo chamber. We're not getting any real feedback from a lot of people, and it just seems like that everybody that we're talking to agrees with what we're saying or shares that view, maybe from minor different perspective, but shares that view. And we're not doing any good for the listener or to improve the situation in America through the listeners. So we're looking at life and our current situation through the lens of preparedness, because there's a lot of people that listen that are not veterans or have any type of police training. They're just average citizens. Yeah. uh, They're just plain citizens. Uh, I do know that there's a lot of hunters. Uh, A lot of hunters will know a lot of this stuff just through the application of hunting and tracking game. But I feel that with where we are right now in the country, I think a level of preparedness is more important than talking politics with our current crowd. Once again, I do think that this will encourage a little bit more engagement. And to go back to my last statement, I'm not an expert in any one thing that I'm going to talk about. I am well trained in what I'm going to talk about or what we're going to talk about. And I think there's a lot of points. It's been 20. I got out in October of 2000. So I know a lot of tactics have changed since then through the Department of Defense. I understand that. I also will be the first to say that I have absolutely no idea about many of these changes just because of the time that I've been out. However, I do still stay in touch with current military and a lot of buddies that retired as of recent. But for me, and what I want to try to put across to the people is in case of a collapse or a shit hits the fan situation, as a veteran of the U.S. Army, we had three principles that we tried to, or objectives that we strive for. And it didn't matter what MOS you were or what your job was. And that's 
standard army-wide is shoot, move, and communicate. And in order to do those three things in a proficient manner, there's a million little things under each one of those that has to be done in order to proficiently do shoot, move, and communicate, especially in a mission set. So I want to break it down to the smallest basic level for the average civilian, for starters, and we're going to build on this over time, is for homeowners or for renters or whatever. I mean, if you have a home and if you have a family, your mission set is to secure life, uh, self-preservation, protect your family, not so much protect your things. However, that is going to be covered in some of our conversations. Property can be replaced. Lives cannot. So I, I feel that for the average person with zero training, they really need to become hyper aware. And whatever it takes, everybody's different. But know the layout of your property, the inside and the outside of your property. Understand avenues of approach. If it's a common path for you to get there, it's also a common path for an adversarial person to get there. You know, look for things that would provide cover or concealment. And the difference is cover. If a bullet is shot in your direction, cover will, by definition, protect you from a bullet concealment is nothing more than something you can hide behind that an enemy or from seeing you yeah yeah or an aggressor can't see you and it does not stop a projectile or any type of munitions it's just kind of like hiding behind curtains or diving down in some thick shrubs or something but knowing the layout of the interior and the exterior of where you live is very very important and I would advise people to turn the lights off, learn pace counts, you know, understand what you have in each room that would serve as a weapon. And it doesn't have to be a gun, doesn't have to be a knife, a baseball bat, a golf club, anything that can be utilized to defend yourself against an aggressor. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything can be utilized as a weapon. A writing utensil. I mean, those are weapons. Weapons in most cases. Engagement is not something that the average civilian wants to do. We had a term called break contact. And for us, it's something like uh, the PACE method, which is an acronym. You got your primary plan, an alternate plan, a contingency plan, and then an emergency plan. And in order, those are your primary plan is if somebody comes into your house, don't just go turn the lights on, but identify your aggressor, know your layout, know your weapons, but call 911 first. That's first. Then fight like your life depends on it because your life does. Somebody's not going to be in your house unwelcomed or uninvited and just not intend to cause you harm. You have to look at it that way. And... If you've already dialed 911 and your speaker's on and you did not hang up, that right there is first. That provides a documented record of someone has entered your home uninvited. You have police on the way, hopefully, but they are not going to have an immediate response. 
So you have <laughs> to depend on yourself. Now, when it goes to communicate in this basic plan of defending your home, communicate is if you have a family, let's just say basically a wife, a spouse, girlfriend, wife, what have you. We're not going to include children yet. But if you have a spouse, you need to talk to them before something bad happens. And you need to have a plan. If someone comes in this home, this is your job. This is your function. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to elaborate a little bit so you'll have a clearer understanding. All right. If you do have a firearm, you don't want to shoot, have it go through a wall and strike your spouse. Walls do not stop bullets, and we'll get into this in another conversation. Know your munitions, pending the weapon you use and the type of rounds that you put in your weapon is vitally important. But right now, we're just talking communicate. If you want to confront an aggressor or somebody that has come into your home, which if you are a man, hopefully you would be the one doing it instead of your wife, you got to protect life. Then your wife needs to be on her way out somehow or not backing you up, not providing you cover. You need to protect your wife. You deal with the problem in the best manner possible. If you have a way to exit, then exit. Take your family and get out. That goes into communicating. Communicate a plan before you have a problem and rehearse this plan. This covers the move part. In a mission set, we have op order briefings. We and all crucial members of that exercise or deployment, and we talk about and discuss what we are doing, what the actual mission is, where do we assemble, where do we take a head count, the equipment required to perform this mission. Uh, we talk about fallback positions. We talk about what type of you know, mission is it. Usually for us, it was break contact. We avoided contact with the enemy. If they encroached on our primary position, we went to a secondary or a fallback position. So communicate. And then that moving part, if you train on these things before there is a problem, then you and everybody that you care about in that home will be able to operate in a manner that is, is muscle memory. You do it without thinking. Your training will kick in, and it greatly improves your chances of survival. That is the goal in any type of situation, especially at home, is protection of life. Basically, remember, what you're talking about as far as in the preparedness thing, it's like we're used to doing schools with tornado drills or absolutely part of the country you're talking about earthquake drills or help. When we were kids, we had the nuclear drills. Remember those? Yeah, yeah. No, no. But yeah, that's that's what you're talking about. And Absolutely. If, anytime and you do a fire drill, you want to know where your primary escape route is. Do you have a fire fire chute or a fire ladder or a window? You need to know all that stuff. That is correct. Absolutely. And that's where knowing your layout, both parties, all parties, yep. is so important. The last thing you want to do is in a lights out situation, you're startled in the middle of the night, you jump out of bed, you go blazing through the house to see what's going on, 
and you stub your foot on an end table, a lamp hits the ground, well, you have already lost the element of surprise. <laughs> I mean, whoever the intruder is, obviously has figured out that somebody is moving around in the house. Right. So, <laughs> you, well, you on the need... other side of that, without an intruder, <laughs> I mean, let's just, let's just use the fire as an example. I mean, if you haven't already planned and worked together on how to escape, Stubbing your toe, dropping a lamp on the floor. Now you just created a, a possible life-threatening situation for somebody else in the house, especially if you haven't planned for it. That's right. And, you know, I mean, there's so many layers of preparedness. I'm not going to tell everybody to buy a gun. However, that would be my, I, I am pro-Second Amendment. I think a firearm is necessary for self-preservation and to prevent tyrannical governments from taking over. Right. But I, I think... Like, I also believe in knives. I have knives everywhere. They're concealed, um, and I know how to access a knife at any given point in my house. Anywhere I, I am, that's right. I can go straight to a blade. Now, I think also in the realm of preparedness is basic, simple things that are outside of our control that will affect our immediate life and well-being. You do not under, you have no control over basic infrastructure, power, water. If the water and power goes out, I think everybody should be able to have some type of an alternate power source or be able to provide some type of lighting. And I believe that everybody should have some type of rations, emergency rations, not things that you break into from time to time. They are there in case of our That's geographical it. area. Hurricanes are very common. Oh, and you can shelter in place more times than not with the hurricanes from our location, but it is more common than not. You're going to lose power. A lot of people lose water. Uh, trees fall, soft ground, bust the water main. It's common. So having large amounts of water and food in your home that are specifically for emergency situations is a must. It might not be a hurricane. It might be a tornado. It could be the collapse of interest and the societal breakdown. But if you do decide to stock up on things like this, you have got to keep that information to yourself. Or if you have family members close by and their bug in location, is your location those people will need to know outside of that outside of no that, one keep it tight yeah keep it quiet yeah no one needs to know target. that's correct no one needs to know what you have whether it be weaponry or for emergency supplies nobody yeah. needs to know this another thing that you should have at all times and this should be regardless i think a get home bag is important whether it be in your car i mean every vehicle should have a get home bag you'll never know infrastructure goes down powers out you cannot access a fuel pump so you can't fuel your vehicle up and if you're 20 30 miles from home and your car runs out you need to be able to grab a bag that will have your essentials to make it possible for you to leave your vehicle and beeline it to your house because that is your primary location that's where you're going to have any type of whether it be weapons your food your water that's your sustainment place that is where prime and if your family is at home you need to get home to defend your family i'd call that a rally point more than anything because it yes. may not necessarily be your home you wind up at in case of 
natural and disaster that, or something like that because absolutely but people should remember the next most well actually it's probably more important than the food aspect not as important as water but a first aid kit if you have an injury trying to get home if you run out of fuel or if you're at your house and you sustain an injury trying to defend yourself or whatever whatever plan on not having any medical assistance from the outside always absolutely and, and if you can't take care of certain things there are first aid aids i mean patrick you've got a you got several books or training manuals from like rangers was it ranger books and stuff like that they're very right. good very detailed on you know immediate medical attention get and, your hands on those not to mention the amount of practical application that I've had in the military for first aid. And I did go through EMT school as well. But for people who didn't, I mean, it, it's amazing really how much we, how little we know about just basic first aid stuff. I mean, I had to be first aid CPR qualified as a lifeguard and then in the military, of course, but, and really that's very basic information is there's not a whole lot to it, but if you don't know that, I think you're, um, survival chances decrease have just dropped exponentially yeah. i mean you don't have a chance and just like just a little minor cut that we don't think anything about you put a band-aid on but if you lose all these other amenities like your lights or water or whatever you know you don't have a lot of what you need to treat just a small cut next thing you know you're infected and you're going to cut a limb off i mean think about it and and see nowadays there's so many things that are absolutely vital. I know there's a lot of people that have allergies to shellfish. Right. If you don't have a shellfish allergy, you can't beat iodine. Iodine will kill it. If it's bacteria or anything like that, if it's a nasty environment, iodine will clean and disinfect a wound prior to dressing it. If you do have a shellfish allergy, stay away from iodine and get something so basic as a saline solution. Nowadays, you don't have to have any type of medical training. You can literally order a saline solution or lactated ringers like would be used in an IV. Contact lens solution is also a saline. You can clean an open wound with saline solution. It's basically salt and water, but it will kill any type of bacterial or anything in the wound. It will clean it. So you can dress it. Yeah. Yeah. A little cut untreated could lead into sepsis, which is like blood poisoning. People have amputations and die because of that. You don't want kidney failure. You don't want a small cut leading into things that would kill you. Not to mention that removes resources for the preservation of life. You are a resource. The most valuable resource of that. Yes. So, Get a first aid kit. Get a well-rounded first aid kit. It doesn't have to be a pouch. I mean, get a basic first aid kit. Learn how to use the medical supplies you have properly. It is too easy to learn application of this stuff. You do not have to be a medical student or a nurse. Anybody can learn this stuff. You get the basics of the first aid anyway, you should be fine. And, And, you know... In case of a major disaster, the basic first aid stuff will get you to a medical professional, you know, but the basic first aid will get you there. So that's correct. Thank you for joining us today. And if you like this episode, register for the Commando's basic membership for $10 a month or leave us a tip. 
theconstitutioncommandos.org forward slash support. And don't forget to rate us on podchaser.com and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. Until next time, and on behalf of my brother and myself, we are the Constitution Commandos, and we're signing off.